Welcome to a patient safety podcast from Crico. Crico is the group of companies providing medical professional liability malpractice coverage and patient safety services to the Harvard medical community. A 59-year-old woman was hospitalized with viral encephalitis. A full workup included chest CT, which showed chronic changes and opacity in the right upper lobe. The radiologist recommended evaluation of the nodule, and the patient's primary care physician referred her to a pulmonologist. At her visit with the pulmonologist, he documented that her physical exam was normal, but that he did not have the lung windows series from her original chest CT scan. In his note, he wrote that we will obtain necessary studies and review them to decide on further diagnostic steps. The pulmonologist's consult note sent to the PCP mentioned the need to get the additional imaging and review it with a chest radiologist. After that encounter, however, none of the three parties, the PCP, the patient, and the pulmonologist, ever addressed the issue of the lung nodule again. The patient saw her primary care doctor several times for checkups and minor issues over the next several years. The patient never returned to see the pulmonologist and was not explicitly told by either doctor that she might have cancer. Five years after her visit with the pulmonologist, the patient became symptomatic from lung disease and was found to have inoperable cancer, metastatic to cervical spine. She died within months of her diagnosis. Her estate sued the PCP and the pulmonologist, alleging negligence with a five-year delay in diagnosis of lung cancer. The case was settled for more than a million dollars, divided equally between the specialist and the PCP. To discuss the risk management and patient safety issues in this case, we are joined now by Dr. Carla Ford. Dr. Ford is an internist and consulting physician with Crico, the group of companies providing medical professional liability coverage and patient safety services for the Harvard medical community. Carla, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's start with the fact that there was a four-year delay and a number of providers knew about this CT scan. How does that happen? Well, Tom, I think that one of the issues is, uh, and this came up in the case, that the patient was never told that this might be cancer. Uh, I think it's hard to be the one to deliver that news to a patient, and so people sort of avoid it until it's very clear. But uh, although the patient had chronic changes on the chest x-ray and some abnormal findings on the CT, the providers were concerned about cancer, but no one really used that word with the patient. So I think part of the problem with follow-up is that the patient herself never asked what the results of these evaluations were. Uh, so when the providers weren't communicating well with each other, there wasn't that uh, additional safeguard of having the patient say, gee, what happened with all my testing? Now for the moment, let's focus on the PCP. What were her responsibilities and where did that become problematic? Initially, she did well with the evaluation. She received the reports from the hospital uh, actually after her visit with the patient. So she called her back and said, uh, the CT scan shows some abnormalities, and I want to refer you to a pulmonary physician. Um, she put in that referral, and the patient went to that appointment. And so uh, in the view of some of our experts, they felt that she had done her job, that she had identified a problem and passed the patient along to the consultant. It would, however, have been better for her to, for instance, add this problem to the patient's problem list so she would have had an idea at subsequent visits uh, to ask about the result of that consult. As it turned out, the consultant wrote a long note which was sent back to the PCP, but she 
either just filed it or didn't read it, didn't act on it, so she wasn't uh, closing the loop, so to speak. And uh, she essentially never discussed it with the patient again. So despite numerous visits over the next several years, the issue of this pulmonary nodule and pulmonary consult was literally never raised again. Uh, the pulmonologist had some incomplete information and also did not seem to do the follow-up that was required to reach a diagnosis in, in a timely way. Well, and that's true, too, because the pulmonologist saw the patient for an abnormal CT scan. He was aware of the history. He identified that this, uh, that this patient was uh, at very high risk for lung cancer based on smoking history, family history as well. And so he wrote a very thoughtful and detailed consult that was several pages in length. Uh, but in his conclusions, he noted that the CT scan that he was reviewing did not contain the lung windows, which was the most important part. And in his consult, he said, quote, we will obtain the films and follow up. Uh, that became a big issue with this case uh, because he was implying that the patient would get the scan and come back to him. And of course, the patient felt that he would be getting the scan and calling her. And so despite this extremely thorough one-visit evaluation, the patient never made a follow-up appointment, the CT scan was never reviewed by the pulmonary physician, and another C CT scan was never obtained. And so the diagnosis was delayed for four years. Where could they have made things better in clarifying who's doing one, who's doing the follow-up, and what we mean? Well, part of that is just the practice culture and the practice pattern and the ease of getting reports back and forth. But every clinician needs to have some mechanism uh, by which they are sure that consults have taken place, that they're aware of their results, uh, and that tests and appointments that have been ordered actually occur. Uh, and again, not with regard to every issue, Tom, but with regard to something that has such a high fatality rate as lung cancer, uh, the bar needs to be much higher in terms of communication. The safest thing is for everyone to take ownership to see that, the, that all the testing has taken place. Now, that's not always possible in a busy practice setting, uh, as we all know. But uh, some form of a tickler system to see that appointments have been made or that tests have been done. Uh, in the case of the PCP, had she added this problem to the problem list, or reviewed her most recent notes when she saw the patient subsequently, she might have thought, oh, I wonder what the result of that consult was and, and have pursued it. And with regard to the pulmonary physician, uh, I think it's a good practice for consultants who feel that uh, an evaluation is incomplete to just make the next appointment with the patient so that there is a time when they come in and if, and if the tests still haven't been reviewed, at least that's an opportunity to see that the evaluation remains incomplete. You know, most consultants, when they forward a note back to a primary physician, have an expectation that that note will be read before it's filed. One of the nuances in this case is that the primary care physician was in a practice setting where the record was being uh, converted to an electronic record. So she said, that at some of her visits she didn't have the prior notes uh, and that is what 
caused her to, to lose track of this issue. But in the end, both of these providers, the PCP and the pulmonary consultant, essentially forgot about this issue. And because the patient had never been told it could be cancer, she felt that uh, nothing further needed to be done. Thank you, Carla Ford, consulting physician for CRICO. I'm Tom Ajello. This has been a patient safety podcast from CRICO. CRICO is the group of companies providing medical, professional liability, malpractice coverage, and patient safety services to the Harvard medical community. More information about CRICO and efforts in the Harvard system to create the safest healthcare in the world is available on our website, www.rmf.harvard.edu.